You are listening to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Senior Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Julie Kudasov, Portfolio Manager of the Kane Anderson Rudnick Small Cap Value Portfolio. Julie, first and foremost, thank you very much for your time and your insights today. Hello, Jordan. Glad to be here. Julie, equity markets have performed extremely well during their fourth quarter, in stark contrast to the first quarter of 2020. With the election behind us and the first phase of distribution for the COVID-19 vaccine taking place, are there any changes you anticipate making in relation to the overall portfolio? It was a very robust quarter for the equity markets, with the long-awaited clarity emerging on several fronts, the vaccine, the outcome of the presidential election, and last but not least, fiscal stimulus. Are we doing anything differently based on recent developments? The short answer is no. We continue doing what we have always done, looking for highest quality companies, protectable business models, self-funding entities, producing solid returns on equity from under-leveraged balance sheets. Clearly, we're entering 2021 with more confidence, but much remains uncertain, as COVID-19 has certainly proven to be a tough, unpredictable enemy. Julie, can you provide an example of a key contributor during the fourth quarter of 2020 for performance? And in addition to that, can you provide an example of a portfolio detractor as well? Our top contributor for the quarter was Brooks Automation, ticker BRKS. The company is also our second highest contributor for the year. Brooks provides automation and cryogenic solutions for two markets, semiconductor capital equipment and life science biological sample management. The latter is fast-growing, fueled by robust development in personalized and regenerative medicine. Interestingly, once generated, a sample rarely gets disposed, as it may be helpful years later for perhaps unrelated research. Brooks offers the most comprehensive solution for sample storage that combines its expertise in both cold storage and automation. As the life sciences business continues to grow, it is exhibiting material economies of scale and consequent profitability expansion. Other strong contributors included Scott's Miracle Grow, TKSMG, National Beverage, TKFIZZ, RBC Bearings, TKROL, and Site One Landscape Supply, TKSite. Thor Industries was the largest detractor during the quarter. The other lowest contributors included Watsco, ticker WSO, Jack Hendry and Associates, ticker JKHY, Armstrong World Industries, ticker AWI, and Uniforce Corporation, ticker UNF. Thor is the largest manufacturer of recreational vehicles, RVs, globally. Shares lagged following an exceptional performance in the second quarter. The company remains our fifth highest contributor for the year. Our video demand remains robust. The new reality of pandemic-driven air travel restrictions, concerns over hotel stays, and even the work-from-anywhere phenomenon has served the RV industry well, by accelerating some of the existing trends, such as expanding demographics to younger buyers and increased popularity of outdoor recreation. RV manufacturers and dealers continue to see solid demand from first-time buyers, which is important, as once one becomes an RV user, they usually stay one for life. With a continued accommodative low-rate environment both domestically and globally, can you talk us through what opportunities or challenges you're uncovering? 
I'll start with challenges. As I mentioned, our companies are strong free cash flow generators, self-funding entities. So for them, an accommodative rate environment tends to create more of a headwind from a competitive standpoint. While interest rates remain low and high leverage may raise shareholder returns in the short run, dependency on external financing increases financial risk over the long term. As such, a healthy balance sheet is paramount to us, both in terms of reducing financial risk and, even more importantly, as a reflection of the strength of the company's business model and market positioning. As for opportunities, we're always looking for companies that are well-positioned to benefit from structural shifts occurring in their industries. And the pandemic has created or accelerated a number of such shifts. Any transition requires capital. As a result, we believe that scale will become increasingly important, driving consolidation in a variety of industries. Julie, there's been a great deal of discussion around reversion to the mean of value-leading growth. How does this factor your investment process, and what do you feel you should focus your time on the most? The discussion is certainly timely. In 2020 alone, value stocks lagged their growth counterparts by over 30 percentage points, and relative relation gap by some metrics is greater than at the peak of the 2000 tech bubble. Clearly, value segments were hardest hit by the pandemic, which reshaped our behavior in ways that favor technology, in ways that will most likely outlast the pandemic itself. We do not believe that value stocks are impaired structurally, however. How does it factor into our investment process? We're long-term investors. In fact, we like to think of ourselves as investors in businesses more so than investors in stocks. We're bottom-up investors in highest-quality companies. We'll look for strong competitive differentiation, durable business models, self-funding ability. We shy away from things like capital intensity and direct commodity exposure. As a result, we have a structurally lower exposure to so-called traditional value segments or play them differently. So the short answer to your question is that our investment process remains the same, but what we always like to do is to look for ideas in segments that are under pressure, searching for names that are better protected from those pressures. Since April, markets have been exceptionally strong, leading to an environment of a rising tide lifting all boats. The Russell 2000 and 2500 index had between 35 to 40% of companies with negative earnings and in some cases significant leverage at the individual company level. When looking at your portfolios, what are some of the considerations moving into 2021 and beyond? And do these factors impact your investment focus? When the market is at the highs, finding attractive relations is certainly more challenging. Fortunately, with our focused portfolios and low turnover, we do not need many new ideas and are always able to identify pockets of opportunity. We are very different from the benchmark, both in terms of earnings and balance sheet quality. As I mentioned, our companies are strong free cash flow generators, self-funding entities that do not rely on external capital for growth. They exhibit solid earnings stability, on par or better than that of the S&P 500. Our companies hold up much better during periods of economic distress, and as a result, tend to lag the market during periods of robust speculative recovery, similar to the one we observed in the fourth quarter of 2020. As I mentioned, although we're entering 2021 with more confidence, much remains uncertain. Again, none of these factors, no matter how severe or persistent, change our investment approach. 
as long-term investors in highest quality companies were looking for differentiated, protectable business models that are associated with low capital intensity, solid free cash flow generation, healthy balance sheets, and disciplined capital allocation. An important set of characteristics for any environment, and certainly very relevant today. Julie, thank you very much, as always, for providing the great insight to our Canecast listeners, and have a great day. Thanks, Jordan. Canecast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rutnick Investment Management, CAR. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in the market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.